Hello and welcome to Let's Talk with Matt and Johnny. In season two, we're inviting inspiring guests onto our show to talk about their journey and how they can influence others. This week, we're joined by a very good friend of ours, Reese O'Connor, to talk about his fitness journey and how he's gone from fitness instructor to gym owner in just seven years. Reese talks to us about how he's got his passion for fitness in his early years as a football professional and how that passion and work ethic is instilled in him now. Please don't forget to like, subscribe and comment and we hope you enjoy. Hello everyone, welcome back to uh, Let's Talk with Matt and Johnny, podcast number five. Um, we welcome the legend, uh, that is Reese O'Connor. Uh, I've worked with him, Matt's actually trained him to do his job. Uh, I'm going to not blow your own trumpet, Reese, but one of the best PTs I've worked with, mate. Thank you and, very much. Uh, we're just basically going to talk about his story, uh, about how he's now owning his own gym um, and also looking back to where he first started. So, Reese, welcome, mate. Thank you very much. It's an honour. One Honestly. step closer to the uh, Joe Rogan podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we, we always say this is a stepping stone, mate. This, is, is, how, this mate. is where it starts. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We, all, we all got to start somewhere, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Reese, if, Reece, if you give us a little bit of a background, to like, let's take it way back when you were young. So, I know you were like, into your football and stuff. Yeah. And you had a passion for fitness. If you sort of go back to there, that would be great. Yeah. So um, how I got into fitness was purely through my football, to be honest. Like, as a kid, I was always outdoors, always doing stuff, playing with friends. Um, and then playing a high level of football kind of got me into that, um, I don't know, into that fitness environment where I was always in the gym or training. It, it was the norm for me. Um, so when I was at school, I played, played a high level of football. I was signed by... Uh, Oxford United so I was there for three years um, and every Wednesday I used to miss every Wednesday off school to go train with the scholars train with the pros so I was in that environment that sporting environment where I worked with coaches I worked with um, sports science coaches um, and just doing sports specific stuff for that for my role as a, goal, as a goalkeeper at the time um, and I think where I got my work ethic from was from football because where I'm a goalkeeper and I'm not blessed with height, unfortunately. I'm uh, only 5'8". <laughs> so in, obviously when you want to be a goalkeeper, you have to be six foot plus. So I knew I wasn't the tallest, but I knew I had to work harder than everyone else to kind of be in the team. Because they said when they signed me, um, you, if you don't go for a growth spurt, you're basically being released. And that's actually what ended up happening. But wow. me and my dad, kind of my dad like throughout like say like pre-season and stuff so when the season ended we would get given like um training programs to follow throughout the summer so throughout the summer holidays my dad me my dad would go on his bike he would force me to run so i'd have to like keep up my fitness during the pre-season and i think from a young age where i was into fitness and i was it was a norm for me for me training two to three times a day was normal um so getting into that fitness um was it's come very natural to me so when I when football didn't work out that was kind of a natural stepping stone was to be in that environment um so when I got released eventually um and then I went to Matty, and Matty <laughs> <talk about>. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah that that was like my that was my background as a young um probably from like the age of nine to about 16 17 that was my environment where I was like in a professional environment worked with some amazing coaches, some amazing teams. I've worked with some like now who are professional footballers. Some of my friends are now professional footballers. 
Um, so that was my environment. I think that's what's given me that drive and that work ethic to do what I'm doing now. Hmm. Yeah, it just shows that that's, and you put it into your course and, and everything that you were doing. And, and like you say, is on what you're doing now, especially as well. And, and thinking back to then, did, you know, was the personal training like naturally for you or the fitness instructor stuff initially, was that the, the, the first thought that came into your mind? Or were you thinking coaching or? I was, uh, when I was doing my qualification, when I was doing my, um, my last two years of the scholarship, I was doing my coaching badges. And I didn't really want to be in that football environment. I, I, my whole life, I wanted to be a f- professional footballer. And if I wasn't going to play, I didn't want to coach it. I just wanted to be out of the environment. And the last year of doing my scholarship, I fell in love with the gym. I don't know why. It was after training. I just trained. I just loved training. There was no pressure. Where like footballing, when you're training for football, there's pressure. Like there's coach. You're being analysed how you are a person off the pitch. When you play, you're being analysed. And that pressure was fine. I could deal with the pressure. But when I was in the gym training, I just fell in love with performing and not being judged for it. Like, am I going to get offered a two-year contract after this? When I was just training, it was just my place, just to train, relax. And I just fell in love with the gym. So when I did eventually get released, I didn't want to go into... I didn't want to stay in a football environment. I wanted to get out and do um, PT. That's what I wanted to... Uh, I wanted to help people enjoy fitness. That and that's kind of what my ethos is now: is to help people with their fitness journeys um, and try them get them to fall in love with training. Mm. Mm. Yeah, I didn't want to. I didn't want to do. I didn't want to stay in the footballing, in the footballing world. Yeah, I mean, it's, funny enough, I mean, I had I had quite a similar. Um, not, not, I wasn't, I wasn't turning professional or anything like that. But I was, I was doing football coaching and things like that, and and. Uh, you know, I, I kind of went into, you know, I thought, do I really want to kind of do this with the with the the coaching? And then I also looked at like physiotherapy and the sports science stuff. Um, you know, when I was younger, so you know, that's why I asked the question: is it's like, you know, did that type of thing, you know, you love the sport or you love the kind of the sporting environment? Was that something that really focused you? And, and like you say, it's, you know, if you weren't going to be the professional. Um, I definitely wasn't going to be the professional, so I, that was the only route for me. But the, um, but yeah, you know, and and really, it's obviously that's a similar route. You know, like I say, with me, it's kind of saying actually, if I can't do that, I can then try and help everyone and try and and that was the main thing really is is yeah. just saying making sure that I can help people. So, um, so yeah, so you've gone from you've gone to you know now you're. <laughs> you sat down with me um, in a in the leisure centre in uh, in London Valley, I think it was that we uh, yeah, we started yeah. out, um, and then and then kind of you know obviously you your journey f- for me and and I'm you know followed your journey obviously from from that point, you know and it's it's been quite a steep uh, steep point where you've come to mate and and you know kind of take us on to that next step of your journey really. Um, okay, so obviously I worked with you, Matt, and and, uh, and Johnny. I loved the time at Lon Valley. It was, it was like a nice, from me going into a football environment and then working with a gym team that was so close. Yeah. And, and having that team environment still, like me and Johnny and Darren and Ash, like we were all, like we were quite a close, and obviously Charlie, I can't forget Charlie. Yeah. <laughs> Charlie. No, I can't Charlie. But like the close group we had, it made me feel comfortable being in a gym environment because that was the first time I've really worked in a gym environment. That was my first job. And I think having a good team around me, it eased me in. I had a lot of confidence going into the gym. 
um, obviously watching Johnny work, watching Darren work and Ash. Um, but from Loddon Valley, I, I think I was about there for about two, two years I was. And then I went to uh, Rackets. And when I was at Rackets, I worked with, or I, well, at the time I, I was watching him, but I eventually then turned personal trainer. But I was watching one of the trainers, Corel. And he, I think he definitely has a big influence in what I do now in terms of like my work ethic as well. Because when I was, when I was at Rackets and I moved there, I was just doing classes. I was just doing gym floor, wiping down the equipment, cleaning. When I was saw Corel, that actually allowed me to see that there's a path in personal training, there's a career in it. He, he literally works every single hour under the sun. Like I didn't really think there was much money in personal training. I didn't think that there, it would be a career of mine. I thought it'd be like a, a short-term thing and then I'll go off. And then I saw Carell, he would literally be in the gym for 6 a.m. And his last client, he would get out of the gym about half nine at night. And I was like, wow, that is what I want to do. That's the you know, and, that, and that's the thing. For, for me, you know, watching your journey and hearing you talk through it again, Reese, is that, you know, it, it's... It's great for me, and I, and I again, I've, I know I've said to you boys before, but I feel like a proud dad sometimes. You know, when you when you kind of like when you've got, you know, your boys are doing so well on on your own journeys, and obviously, you know, Johnny's started a very similar time, and you kind of you, you're both in the fitness industry and both doing extremely well, but in very different aspects of the of it, where you're still dealing with personal training, but yeah. in two different you know entities it doesn't need to be a one single route you know that type of thing and you can work in a gym where you can do this out and whatever you know when you do go self-employed there is loads of options for you and for me a, a burning question for me was you know when you when you bought the the lab as you call it you know the the rock fitness lab is is that you know was that like something that you were like i need to do this this is my goal you know you had that goal when you were back at rackets and you were like right in five years time i'm going to get to that point was that yeah something that was in your mind you're like i'm determined i'm going to get that i'm, I'm oh. just going to butt in quickly i'm just going to butt in really quickly right because i'm yeah. going to remember one thing when i first met you and one thing that i said to you was because you're like a year below me aren't you yeah and he and re said to me right my aim well, I said, what's your end goal and he said i have my own gym i want my own gym and i yeah. want to create this community and i'll never forget that mate never forget that and as soon as you open what your gym now like that is mad that is absolutely mad. Like, because you're quite, you're quite a confident lad. You're passionate, and it just shows that passion carries goal, carries your end goal, right? I completely agree with that. I think with in this, um, in this industry, you need to be passionate about fitness. So you have to enjoy what you do because you know, Johnny, the hours that we do, the early mornings that we do, you have to genuinely love what you do to do that hard work and put in them hours. And if I, if I, I couldn't work in an office job if I didn't love it and do the same hours I just wouldn't want to do it I wouldn't be motivated to do it work for me now is not work I love every single day like I go into the lab I every hour is different I train someone new so the conversation is different the training plan is different new goals and yeah I think to do this job you have to genuinely love fitness and have a passion for it and I'm a big believer is you should practice what you preach as well because I think if you practice what you preach and you have a genuine passion for fitness it's very funny you can see you can see a personal trainer doing personal training just for the sake of it because they don't really know what to do they've been to the gym a few times they do start up i've seen that so many times but then you can see a personal trainer that has genuine fit um, passion for fitness mm. and you can see that they really thrive off helping people 
And I, I think that you, you can really, you can really see that even on social media. I've worked on seeing a lot of personal trainers. You can see who care and who don't care. If that mm. makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Reese, um, I mean, look, fair play, credit where credit's due. Like, I love hearing stories where people have got a a dream or passion or purpose to find, and they actually they actually go and fulfil it. Like, fair play, you've got your gym. Like, that's massive. Um, question I've got for you, and this is going to be relatable for a lot of people that want to go out and start on their own. They want to go out and do what they want to do. However, and this is one thing as a coach, when I'm having coaching sessions with my clients, they have a lot of psychological barriers. So take when you went back, so go back to like when you were first starting out, that first moment or the first six months prior to you actually being self-employed, like, did you have any psychological barriers? And if so, like, how did you overcome them? <laughs> you, can, uh, you can ask my girlfriend about this. I didn't sleep for about two weeks. <laughs> <laughs> That's um, quite a big one. Yeah. Yeah. Literally, uh, um, I, it's, it's the unknown. That's what mm. it was. Rock fitness wasn't even a thing. Like self-employed was very scary. The thought of doing my own taxes, like I didn't have a clue what any of that was. I had to get help with that. And, and how do I promote my brand? What do I want my brand to be? Are my clients going to come with me? Am I going to leave the gym and no one's going to come with me and I'm going to have no clients. There was so many worries going from my head and it is the scariest thing. But if you are passionate about it, and you, you want to do it and you, you believe in your work ethic. That's something I believe in my work ethic. I know I, I work hard and I'm willing to put the work in, that's for sure. Um, and I think that the hard work does pay off. So, yeah, it was, no, it was very nerve-wracking, mate. And I, yeah, I was actually in Thailand when I made the decision. I was on holiday and uh, we made the decision to do it. And, uh, yeah, I never looked back. And, yeah, it, it's, it's not, it's not um, I, I wasn't going to say I'm not scared. I wasn't scared of doing it. And I wasn't worried. Of course, I was worried, but I think there's no regrets now. I'm so happy that I've made that decision to do it. So if there's anyone, if there's PTs out there and you kind of work for commercial gyms and you're not happy and you, you have a calculated risk, that's what I call it, is you have to be calculated risk. You have to have a client base behind you or you have to have something that you're going to. If you've got bills to pay, um, you need to make sure that you're getting enough income in to go over to cover yourself because the worst thing you want to do is worry financially because I see a lot of personal trainers, especially at rackets. I saw a lot of personal trainers start um, in their mid thirties. They've got a mortgage to pay, whatever. And they think they're going to just come into the gym and get a load of clients and be fine within a week mm -hmm. or two. Mm -hmm. And I think when reality hits, when they've realized, okay, it's a lot harder. And I think I have to put in a lot of time. I have to invest my time on the gym floor, create a rapport with these people. And then they're going to start coming to people. People are very intimidated in, in like a gym environment. Um, no one's ever going to approach a PT. So you're having mm. to make that sale on the gym floor. And I think as long as you've got a client base behind you and you've got a brand or whatever, I think go for it. But yeah, I kind of went on a tangent then. But yeah, I go for it. If, you, if, you're, if, you're, self, if you're not self-employed and you, you've got a client base, then go for it, I think. Make the leap. Sorry, I waffled on there. No, 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 it's good, uh, mate. No, it's that's absolutely, absolutely fine. Absolutely fine. I mean, the, you know, the, the thing is, is that also as well with, with, with saying that is that, you know, obviously you've set up your own space and you've got like a, a wicked space that you're kind of like training all your clients out of and, and everything else. You know, did you, with that, was that something that you were 
obviously you were saying that was like your your goal that you wanted to achieve but was that something that you know did you have to like save a load of bits load of money every month or every year to kind of say right I've got the initial capital now to put that into that you know that investment you know of of running your own lab you know and saying right okay this is it you know rather than because a lot of people that you know like you say a lot of pts that will go they'll they would just literally they'll just work and work and work and any extra money that they're getting they're just like oh sweet i can go out and spend a little bit more this month yeah. where yeah. realistically is that was that part of the journey as well well i'm lucky enough to work that so i work it was a very exclusive club i worked with a lot of successful people people had high-end jobs and when i work with these clients the hour, it was quite funny. I would give them a PT session and they would give me advice. And he was a business guy. And he always taught me, he taught me how to save money. And I, I still do it to this day. And uh, so what I do, or what he told me to do, is you set up free, free business, um, free business, free bank accounts. You have your main bank account and then you have um, kind of a bank account that you put 50 to 100 pound a month away. And if that's, kind of your holiday money, you just put put little bits away, just keep stashing money away. And then you have your goal. So like what you want to save for. And then you try and put as much money as possible into that third bank account. So whether that'll be two to three hundred pounds a month in away and just keep stashing. And I for over like two or three years he kind of was just saying, how's your savings going? How's your savings going? And he said the, the reason you have free bank accounts is you kind of live off the one, put you want to basically live off as least money as possible. So you want to put as much money into that third bank account. But second one, if anything comes up with your car, if your car needs an MOT, you've got money in that second one. That you, it's money's already there. You just pay with that money one. You're not having to clutch money from your, your car. from nowhere because you've got yeah, no savings. Yeah, yeah. Um, and that is what I do today. And that is what I've done to kind of get money for the lab. That's what got me my first property is I, I have savings. I literally just put money away each month and I'm anal about that now. I, I love savings. <laughs> no, my <laughs> mate. I do exactly, yeah, I do exactly yeah. the same as you. Yeah. And, I, and it's such a nice feeling. When you're first saving money, you're like, oh, God, there's only X amount in the bank account. And then after six months, you start seeing it grow and then it becomes addictive. You're like, mm. oh, this month, I'm going to put this, mm. this away. And it becomes a challenge. It becomes a bit of a task by by six months' time. I want to have this amount of money in the bank account, and uh, yeah, I'll never forget that tip. And it's it's helped massively just with everything that I've done with, in my life. And it's helped mm. me set up the gym. It's helped me buy my get on this property ladder. Um, yeah, I've been quite fortunate with some of the clients that I've worked with that have given me these tips. That's the great. That's the great thing about our job, though, isn't it? We meet so many different people with different jobs, different opinions that, and you always take it on board. I'm always asking questions to the right people. Yeah. Yeah. And I got exactly told that by one of my um, clients who's a top end account accountant about the three accounts. And to this day, it's the best thing I've ever done. At first I was like, Oh, but so honestly, it's the best thing. When you see that number like rise up, above up, you think, Oh, I'm getting that little bit closer. Yeah, exactly. Um, Mate, like I said, you work with so many different clients, you have so many different con- conversations throughout the day. Mm. And uh, yeah, you just get tips, random tips off of everything. It's a shame I didn't have a barber during lockdown. That's what I need. Mean. <laughs> 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 Who did you have, mate? Your brother? Uh, well, my brother tried it once and we nearly had a scrap. <laughs> and he came and bulked up. 
And I ended up just doing it on my, by myself, to be fair. It's a grade two. I had like a beard trimmer and just went grade two. All over. Straight over. Yeah. All right, man. I do miss that ponytail, to be fair. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> nah. I feel sorry for the girls out there because I had to plan my hair wash days. I'd brush it on a daily occurrence was a joke. You, you have to plan when to condition your hair, mate. It was a, it was, I had a little timetable going along. Yeah. You did, uh, you, you did look decent. That Robbie Savage look, mate. I'll tell you what. <laughs> <laughs> I'll go for more Jimmy Bullard. He's, he's Jimmy, Bullard. Jimmy Bullard. Yeah, I'll take Jimmy Bullard. <laughs> <laughs> and then, uh, and then, get, getting back away from your hairstyle, Reese. We'll, uh, we'll um, get back, getting back to your business. What you know? What's the next steps for for the lab, really? What you know? You've, like I say, you've made such a, an incredible journey, really, going from you know having, you know being with me you know what would it be what seven years ago or so you know and then you you now you own your own gym it's it's like incredible um so what's the future for you what was you know obviously to continue this and is it to expand it you know what's the, what's the thoughts yeah so um i've got a brilliant team of coaches that work for rock fitness now so my brother's just started which is uh oh, brilliant. yeah so my brother now works for the brand and then i've got a um my other coach april who's unbelievable and that, that's the thing. When we've got a coach, I want to have a coach, a coaching team that are generally passionate about fitness. Mm. That's what I want, who actually love fitness, train a certain way. Yeah. I don't want just any random trainer in the team. I want them to come to the lab, train the way that we train people because we know how, when you, when you train that kind of way, you know how your client feels at the time. So you can kind of push them and you can kind of, gauge how they're feeling by the workout that you've done for them um and I, yeah basically creating a, a good team trying to get maybe one or two people on board in the next year or so um growing the gym potentially looking for a bigger unit obviously we were looking for a bigger unit and with lockdown kind of coming in mm-hmm. we've had to maybe put a pause on that and just uh, just keep it how it is for now but the goal was to find a bigger unit and expand. But um, I think the sensible idea, just for now, is just to stay where we are before we invest a bit more money into the business. Definitely, there's no no rushes there, really. You know, you've like I say, you've you've got such a, a great team. You know, with with you being you know leading the team with that that kind of community ethic of and that work ethic, and then just all kind of working together. It's 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 great, mate. Yeah, right. I, I really like. The community that we have down, I was saying to Johnny last night, actually, the, the community, and uh, it's the same with Johnny's business. When you have a community, like my, our goal is to get people to enjoy fitness. That is mm. my goal. There's so many people in the UK or whatever that actually don't enjoy going to the gym. They hate going to the gym. Um, and I, I want people to come down to the gym. One, to look forward to, the see, to, the, to see the people that are there. Mm-hmm. And two, to actually enjoy the training that we do. So the training that we do is, is programmed for everybody. We can have a complete beginner in our class. Then we can have someone who's like super fit. Within that same class, they can all have a really good workout because they can push yeah. themselves to their own ability. Um, and I want everyone to feel comfortable, um, confident in our gym. And that is what we've got. We've got a really good community. We go on nights out. We do stuff outside of the gym together. Um, and there's no... There's no clickiness. We were, we were saying this during last night. It's, we don't want. I don't want any clickiness mm-hmm. in the gym. Everyone gets on with everyone, and I want. If there was someone new to come through the door, everybody would welcome them. Yeah. There's no clickiness. It's not kind of your your normal average commercial gym where you come to the gym, 
you've got a lad giving you evils from the side of the room. <laughs> it's nothing like that. So that's it's like that like, Brixton gym I used to go to. Cool. <laughs> that <was not> nice. <laughs> uh, I think I went there for like two days and I was like, yeah, nah, not, not anymore. <laughs> not for me. <laughs> not for me. Not for me. Reese, mate, what would you, if you didn't find fitness or fitness wasn't an option for you, what you're doing now, what do you think you'd be doing today? Well, I did actually apply to be a fireman. fireman. I applied, applied twice, yeah. Um, and you know, the, the, the procedure to get through that is a joke. I think my application didn't even get through. But that I think something like that, outdoors, um, working in a team environment, um, I, definitely a fireman or a policeman or a barber. <laughs> <laughs> Turkish barber. Yeah, Turkish barber, I'll sort you out. Um, but yeah, anything that I'm working with people, I'm in a team or I'm I'm a very social person. So, uh, Reese, I've got a little burner uh, question as well, mate. So, in your like, since being self employed, so coming away from uh, rackets and opening up the gym and starting rock fitness and stuff, what was your, what has been your lowest point? where you've literally, like your lowest point, where you've been really challenged in a, from a business perspective, where you thought, shit. Um, I, I, I haven't really had one, to be honest, mate. I ha I, the only thing that I would say that is a bit of a negative, mm. um, and I think lockdown has actually sorted it out for me, I, I burnt out. Yeah. I was working all the hours under the sun and I burnt out. And I think personal trainers, <laughs> if a client wanted a session at four o'clock in the morning, I'd do it. Yeah, I'd work every single hour under the sun. And I think that would be my only negative is I've burnt out. And I saw a lot of people on social media, they um, was hating lockdown. I was loving life, mate. I was loving life. For the first, for the first month or two, didn't have an alarm set for five o'clock in the morning. Me and Jess spent some quality time together. We went on some lovely walks. Um, and obviously, I was lucky enough to have the gym, so I was still able to train at the gym. And I was able to kind of refresh, think about things properly. So now that we've opened up, I've actually given myself a schedule. So rather than working every single day, I have Monday and Tuesday where I work full days. Wednesday, I, give my, I work in the morning, and then I'm going to go play golf for the rest of the day. I've been playing a lot of golf. So... I'm gonna, I work Monday, Tuesdays. Wednesdays are like my day off. I give myself a half day. I work Thursday, a half day Friday, half day Saturday, and then Sunday off completely. And I think having that break and be, may, being forced to reset, I've kind of looked at it from a different perspective. Lockdown has made me realise that. I know it's hard because I really enjoy what I do and it's my business, but there's more to life than just work, 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 work. And I think it's, I think it's hard to, it's hard to think like that because when, when we, Johnny, like you say, when you, when you see the hard work that you put in, you see the rewards immediately. So it's, you get, it comes very addictive to work all the time. Yeah. But I think lockdown has forced me to just uh, take a step back. We've got, I've obviously got a really good team of people now, like my brother in April, give them more responsibility in the gym. They're loving what they're doing. And then, um, yeah, just, I'll say that is my only negative is that yeah. I've burnt myself out. I've done that a few times where I just, work all the hours under the sun and our job's slightly different Johnny where I can't turn up to work go to my desk and be like oh can't be asked exactly. can't, go, can't be asked today bosh you need to be on it you need to be motivating you need to be inspiring um and I, I personally don't drink but 
I couldn't I couldn't go out on a Saturday night and turn up hungover on a Sunday morning. You, you need to be on it every single day. And I'm one of them pe- people that I'm quite hyperactive. I am, I've got constantly loads of energy and I'm never really in a bad mood. Well, never really in a bad mood, to be honest. I'm always quite a positive person. And I feel like when you're like that all the time and you're working the hours, you're not really getting much sleep, you're training, it, it does take its toll on you. Yeah. I'd say that is the only negative in the fitness industry. But I think everyone, you've, have you probably, have you experienced that, Johnny? Mate, I've had many conversations with Matt. <laughs> I think one time I even cried down the phone, to be honest. Yeah. I just couldn't do it. I was just trying. The thing is with me, and, and very similar to you, mate, is that I want to have as many people as I can, but then sometimes I just forget about myself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm, I'm like here, and everyone's here, like, progressing really well. And there I am, just, just like knackered. Because um, yeah. you give so much energy and that positivity and motivation. It's not a case of turning up and, you know, like yourself, I'm not standing there on my phone or just standing there camping reps. I'm getting involved and being part of the training. Um, yeah. And obviously you're looking at social media made a massive impact with me and probably maybe you looking at other people. I've stopped that now, looking at other people and thinking, I've just got to keep working because I need to get up here. And do you see, do, I've got to put in so much, so many hours, but... What I've learned, and after talking to Matt, is it's not about the hours, the amount of hours you do. It's about the quality of work that you give in a, in a small amount of time. Not working 12-hour yeah. days. Yeah. And then by the time you get to 6 o'clock, 7 o'clock, 8 o'clock clients, absolutely wiped out. Yeah. And, you yeah. feel, and you've gone away from that work, from a PT point of view, going, do you know what? I only put 80% and I should have put 100% in that. And yeah. what are they going to think? They gonna, and people, clients get to know you and get to notice if you're tired. Yeah. And they, like... If you you feel constantly buzzing all the time, hyperactive and energetic, they're first to say they're the first people to say, "Are you all right?" Yeah, yeah, yeah. You seem grumpy. Yeah. Do you see what I mean? So you always want to keep those standards high. Absolutely. So like you said, like I always, massive. I always, I always ask myself the question. I always put myself in the client's shoes, mm. and I always think, if I was the client, would I be happy with the service that I've just given? Mm. If I spent forty pound on that personal training session, would I be happy with that? Yeah. And I like always like to think that I, I would, and I do give that service, but I always like to put myself into the client's shoes and think, yeah. if I was that client, would I be happy with the session that I just delivered to them? 100%. And uh, I think that's a good way of looking at it. You care, mate. Yeah, yeah. You care. But yeah, yeah. burnout, if, if, uh, if you're listening, if you're feeling that burnout, just stop, uh, reset, don't keep going. And yeah. Sam's, we spoke about it before. Yeah. Oh, mate, it's horrible. It's not a nice way. I mean, I didn't, I'm not, I'm not into the fitness industry, but I had like a psychological burnout, which was horrible, horrible. Cried, went for a walk in the rain. Like it was just, it was weird. It's just a weird thing, like a weird moment. You, just, you can't control it either because it's just, it's happening uh, yeah. unless you stop it. But yeah, what you said, Reese, earlier about going through lockdown, you just found that balance. Yeah. You didn't yeah. have that. And we spoke about this in a few podcasts ago, but mm. balance is so important. Yeah. And sometimes it does take you to burn out to actually realize that you do need to slow down. And you need to have that balance, which is, which is so, so important. Yeah. I think being someone who's constantly on the go, like if I was to have like a chill day, I would feel guilty for it. Mm. I'm like, I'm not doing anything. Mm. And, I, I, and if now I realize that's why I've started playing a lot of golf because I'm like, right, okay, I'm, that is my chill time. I'm not one of these people that can sit on the sofa yeah. and watch and mong out and watch TV for like six hours. I can't do that. It does my girlfriend's head in. I can't just sit there and watch TV. Like, my chill out time is go for like a nice walk or play golf where I'm, I'm not really too active, but I'm just chilling out, 
I'm not thinking about the gym. My phone's mm. off. That's another big thing is like, I try and have my phone off as well. Or if I go for a walk, I try and leave my phone at home. I'll, I'll make sure I respond to all my clients. I do all my social media and then I leave my phone because well, I have, I've had times where I'll go for a walk where I'm trying to chill out and just kind of clear my head. And then 10 minutes into the walk, my phone's going off, ping, ping, ping. And then you're back to work. Yeah. So you just, I just try and switch off. And it isn't, it's healthy to switch off. You need to switch off. You need, you need time for yourself, definitely. And also you've got to make time for your loved ones, mate. I know. Well, that's, that's another thing. When I was burnt out, it was like I'd get home and I wouldn't want to talk because I've been talking yeah. all day. Yeah. So I'd get home and I'd sit on the sofa and I'd just be like... Yeah, you're no good, are you? Yeah. The thing is, I, the thing is what, when I was going through the burnout and when we moved into the house, I was just taking out on Amy all the time. And that's no fun. Yeah. You know what I mean? So you got to leave work at work. When you step through that door, work is gone. Yeah. Whereas, you know, whereas I would probably was thinking on a Sunday, everyone's posting their schedules or posting a bit of motivation and I felt the need to post. It was yeah. ridiculous. Yeah. But now it's a case of, no, you know, yeah. I don't need to follow the trend. Like we said last night, everyone's got their own niche. Everyone's got their own way of working. And yeah. If it works for you, why change it? Exactly. Mm -hmm. exactly. Yeah. That's, that's, like we said last night, you kind of, you have to, focus on yourself i don't really obviously i, I, I want to see my friends do well 100 percent, but i'm not worried about what everyone else is doing i'm focused on myself mm. and i think that's with social media and a lot of like people do focus on what other people are doing um where when i think when you focus on yourself that well that is key just focus yeah. on yourself mm. don't worry about what anyone else is doing yeah. just focus on you 100 100 mate couldn't agree more yeah yeah, some absolute gems in there, I tell you. It's, it's uh, you know, Reese, it's, it's great to, you know, to speak to you. You know, it's, it's, been, a, it's been a long time since we've, uh, we've spoken, so it's great to, great to have a chat and, and look back at, at your journey and where you've, where you've got to at this point. And um, like I said before, I'm like a proud dad. I'm like welling up now. It's just like, you know, you're doing, uh, you're doing, a, doing a great job. Well, both of you are, Johnny, as well. Is, you know, you're both doing a great job in the industry and, and kind of spreading that positive message. Um, and like you say, surrounding yourself with like-minded people with, you know, with your brother coming on board as well and, and taking, you know, you taking them under your wing and, and kind of teaching them the right things to do in the industry as well. And, yeah. and like I say, there's so many people on social media. There's so many people that you might hear or see about that, you know will have certain ways that they train and it's not you know if it works for them and it's and you, you enjoy the way that they train then that's great you know sometimes it doesn't always work for everybody so um but yeah no it's great to uh great to hear your journey mate and um wish you wish you the best of luck for the future really it's um you know it's looking forward to to seeing it all on uh, all on the socials as well and and um you know we'll put we'll put your social media stuff on here as well so rock fitness um so reese's gym and and you know all that journey so if you're local as well check it out um and uh and yeah reese thanks so much for your time today appreciate it and uh thanks again fellas and uh we'll um, we'll see you next week Lovely, I appreciate that. Thank you very much, boys. Thank you for having me on. No worries, take care. You have to come down to the lab soon and get on the air bike. Yeah, definitely, <laughs> definitely. Where, where is where is the gym? Uh, it's in Arborfield. Okay, it's just okay. Uh, on the outskirts of like Woking and Reading Way. I'm Reading. moving to Warfield uh, next month, so I might come down and see you. <laughs> More than welcome, mate. Anytime. <laughs> nice one. Thanks, Cheers, guys. guys. Thank you. Thank you for listening, and thank you again to Reese for coming onto the show and talking about his incredible journey. Like other guests we've had on the show recently, it just goes to show that if you have a passion for something, follow it through and it will pay off. 
Reese, it was a pleasure to have you on the show and we'll be down to Rock Fitness soon for that session. Each and every week we'll be having more incredible guests onto the show, so please stay tuned. Don't forget to like, subscribe and comment and we'll see you next week. Take care.